Welcome to Homeschool Insights, the show that brings you biblical homeschool encouragement in under 10 minutes. I'm your host, Yvette Hampton. Homeschool Insights is sponsored by CTC Math. If you're looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com and try it for free. Now on to the show. We're talking this week about a topic that I think is um, a difficult topic to talk about sometimes, but I think one that needs to be addressed. And where the Lord really put this on my heart is that I go on Facebook and Mm -hmm. I often see moms post on there about how they're dealing with depression or anxiety and things like that. And it makes it really difficult for them to homeschool. And what I see most often is these moms saying, I need to put my kids back in school. I can't do this. I'm so overwhelmed. I'm so depressed. I'm just at the the lowest I've ever been. I'm at the end of myself. And so I'm, I'm seeing these moms struggle through this. And Mm -hmm. let me just kind of, let me say, before we get into this, I'm not an expert in depression. I'm not a counselor. I'm not a therapist. I'm none of those things. I'm just a mom um, who has been through a very, very short um, stint of depression. Um, it, It was actually, oh, how many years ago is this? My, my Lacey, my youngest, she's 12 and a half. And so this was about 13, a little over 13 years ago. And it was during a pregnancy that I had, not my pregnancy with her, but that actually the one right before her, mm-hmm. um, I, I, um, I was pregnant three times within a nine month period of time. Wow. And my pregnancy right before Lacey ended in miscarriage, of course, or else I wouldn't have Lacey. But during that time, well, let me back up a little bit before that for my whole life. Um, I was in my thirties when I, when I was, um, pregnant during that time. So for 30 some odd years, 33, 34 years, I would meet people who were dealing with depression. And and I always thought you just need to trust the Lord. You need to Mm -hmm. just get over it. It's okay. Like life is not that hard. And I have always been a very optimistic person. Um, I'm a fairly cheerful, cheerful person most of the time. And so I would look at these people and I would just think, just get over it. It, mm-hmm. Like, I don't understand why you are dwelling on this depression. Well, then I um, went through this pregnancy and my hormones were so unbelievably out of whack. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can't even explain it, um, except that all I could do was lay on the couch for about four weeks yeah. and do nothing. Brooklyn was about four years old at the time. And just for me to get up and make her a bowl of cereal, basically all she ate was cereal. Um, for those, that time, unless Garrett was home, he was working of course outside of the home at that time. And so he wasn't even home to take care of us. And so it was everything in me to just get up and pour her a bowl of cereal. Mm -hmm. And we basically sat and watched videos. We didn't have cable at the time. I mean, we still don't, but we didn't have real TV to watch. And so we would just pop on videos, VeggieTales, Gigi. I mean, whatever it was that we had, I had DVDs and I would just play them over and over and over again. And the poor girl literally sat and watched TV all the time, all day until Garrett got home and he would come home and he would have to do the dishes and the laundry and the house cleaning and take care of Brooklyn. And I could not get myself up off the couch. It was awful. And I didn't know what was happening to my body. I was like, it's just the pregnancy. I was sick. I felt like I wanted to throw up all the time. I felt like I wanted to cry all the time. And I had never in my life been through anything like this. And it was the darkest, most Mm -hmm. horrible thing I've ever experienced. And what was interesting about that was as soon as I miscarried that baby, it all went away. I mean, like it was like my body cleaned out and everything, every every bit of that 
went away. And I realized, and, and not that I'm thankful that I went through that, but I realized during that time that depression is real. There was nothing yeah. I could do to make it go away. Yeah. And so in a weird way, I'm really thankful that the Lord allowed me to yeah. go through that difficult time because I really understand better now when people go through difficult times like that and, and anxiety is real, depression is real. Mm-hmm. It's not made up. Right. And so um, I just, I want to bring hope to these moms who yeah. are dealing with this. Yeah. And, um, you know, as, as I think about this, the, the one thing I think that I keep coming back to is remembering what is true and depression is a liar. It lies to us. And so I was thinking about Philippians 4, 8 this morning and, and Philippians 4, 8 goes like this. It says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable. If there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. And so in the beginning, that verse tells us whatever is true, think about this. And so we have to remember what is true and we'll, we'll talk through some of these things, but um, Rachel, I want to turn it over to you and have you talk a little bit about what the Lord has, um, you know, shown you through your years of, of being a mom, being a wife, um, being a woman and what he's taught you through this time as well. Yeah. So I had a grandmother, my favorite grandparent, Nana Burt. So if you've listened to me for any amount of time, you may have heard me talk about my beloved Nana Burt. And I loved her. We were very close and I loved her. She was a gardener. And yet in her latter years, she dealt with a very serious seasonal depression. And I remember thinking to myself, kind of like what you were describing, you have so much to be happy about. Your garden's beautiful. Why are you so sad? And trying to get my brain around what that was and learning more about the realities of seasonal depression, she really needed the sunshine. And Mm -hmm. I think I had, I think I had, it makes it sound like I'm not sure. It was pretty brief. a stint of postpartum depression after my first son was born, just the wave of overwhelm. I was far from home. I did not, my mom was not close by. I didn't have a lot of friends. We'd only been in this community for a short amount of time. It was winter and there was no sunlight. And I was in a very, I was in a place that had a lot of gray and it was very cold and I'm a sunshine loving, heat loving girl And Davis would come home and I would just have cried all day and just hand the baby off to him and just go upstairs and cry some more. Right. Mm -hmm. It did lift. And I, I really, it was just amount of survival. There were some other girls on the street that helped me get through that. I think my most challenging thing though, hasn't been depression, but it's related. And that is I had a thyroid crash. I think it's been about, Mm. 15 years ago, uh, an adrenal crash is what it used to be referred to as. I think they're calling it something different now. And I apologize for not knowing what the new lingo is. But I had always, I'm a driven personality that won't shock you. And I've (laughs) always been someone who is just always driving, always working. You know, I used to resent rest, thinking that rest was my enemy and just always going 150 miles an hour. And it was just my normal, right? And other people would go, I just don't know how you do it all. I'm like, I don't know why you don't know more. Um, And just kind of, it was, I'm not saying that was a good thing. It was a really bad thing. And 
you can't do that forever. That's part of what I learned. And I crashed and it was pretty hideous. And it was so bad that I was having a panic attack on my front porch and I could mm-hmm. not breathe. And all of my kids were in the house and the only I was afraid to sit down, which is maybe a really weird thing to say, but I was afraid to sit down because I was afraid that if I sat down and this is this is not true, but in my head, because you're saying depression's a liar. Anxiety is, yeah. too. And I was like, mm. if I sat down, I was going to die. I had to keep moving. Mm. And so I was literally walking around my porch. And the only thing I could think to do was to go through the hymns in my head mm. just to hold on. You said, hold on. And to hold on to something that I knew was true. And my daughter came out and yeah. her eyes were really big. And she was like, I could tell she was like, I don't know how to help you. I don't know what's going on with you. And I had a friend that I knew. I said, I need you to call her and I need her to come. And Mm -hmm. that was my moment when my friend came. And so that was when I first realized to my chagrin. And again, I'm like you, I'm very, very grateful to have walked through that. I mean, it was a, a long time recovery, but I didn't think I would ever leave my house again. But I wouldn't trade having that experience either. Yeah. Because before that, I would have been just sort of a buck up kind of a girl, like get it together, you know. But that experience taught me how real this is and how terrifying it is and how incapacitating it is. And so, yeah, I mean, I'm here also to say, me too. How do we help each other? Thanks for joining us for Homeschool Insights. For more great homeschool inspiration and resources, listen to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And be sure to watch the film Schoolhouse Rocked, The Homeschool Revolution.